Blog Talk Radio. Closet Objectivists. I'm Corey Baum, along with Dr. Megan Ribbons and Stuart. Uh, we're back uh, again. This is our uh, New Year's uh, Eve, uh, putting a bow on 2017 show. How's everybody doing? Doing all right, Corey. How are you? I am awesome. Stuart, how are you? Aloha. Uh, Zoomtastic. All right. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, Zoomtastic, all that. Merely boombastic. <laughs> Thinking a little bit of Shaggy there. Um, so uh, this is it. This is our 2017 wrap-up. I got some some interesting tidbits about our show over the since we've started. So I wanted to get to some of that here. I'm um, going to get to some resolutions, you know, goals that I have, and Meg and Stuart. I we didn't speak about what we're gonna what we're talking about per se. Just that it's. That's what we're going to be talking about in a general way, and we'll get down to the concretes as we go. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be the show, and hopefully everybody enjoys it. Um, but first, as usual, we have to start out with the housekeeping issues, and we'll move on. Housekeeping! No, thank you. Sleeping. Housekeeping! Come back in an hour. Housekeeping, you want towels? Our towels need sleepy. Housekeeping, you want men for pillow? Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. Eventually, he might get a little sleep. I don't know. I, I like I like bugging him though. I like uh, him exploding Farley at the end there. Uh, so, uh, housekeeping. Uh, you can find our show on Stitcher, iTunes, and the TuneIn Radio apps, along with uh, Blog Talk Radio. Of course, follow us there, please. I didn't notice any new new followers uh, on Blog Talk anyway. So, but that's great. I mean, whoever's there now, appreciate you being there. Feel free though, uh, if you're listening now or in the future or whatever past, present, future hour. Uh, Go to Blog Talk Radio and In the Closet Objectivist and press the follow button and you'll get email updates and all that good stuff about when we go on and do our thing. So uh, also you can join our Facebook group, uh, In the Closet Objectivist on Facebook. We have quite a few. I think we have about 50 members there. Um, feel free to get on in that too if you're on Facebook. We all have our own little di- different Twitter handles. Uh, we're all on Twitter. I'm bomb underscore Corey. I forgot what the other two are. Uh, Dr. Megan Ribbons, I believe, is one is her handle. Uh, and then Stuart, I forgot. His is Legrandi or Legon, something or other. He could tell you 
when it, whenever he wants to. Yeah, and Megan uh, Ribbon's PhD, in case, you know, anyone. Was, yeah, I'm Ribbon's PhD. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, Steve yeah, Stewart knows better than I do. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. I, I just, I, 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 I should see if I can create another Twitter handle with with the closet objectivist. Maybe I could, maybe I can do that. Uh, and and just have my own little, little everything's everything's my name and I, I, I kind of am like well I shouldn't have my name as much as I should have it should be more professional like ITCO you know in the clause objectivist uh, you know I kind of want to have some one of those handles I, I might have to that might be another resolution I'll tack that on for 2018 you know that I might try to do uh, a, a new Twitter handle and just still keep this one but you know so yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, join the Facebook group. Um, also, Patreon.com. We have some great people there that are already um, helping us out on Patreon or Patron.com uh, slash Corey Bomb. Uh, thank you, everybody who has given. Uh, appreciate any assistance you can help us out. Uh, that would be great. Anywhere from a dollar or two dollars or whatever. Uh, all of it helps pay the bills. If not, that's okay, too. Just we're glad to have you aboard. Uh, don't worry about having to, to pay for the show unless, you know, you have some, find some value and you want to help us out. That's great. So uh, thanks everybody. Yeah, be cool and, to, uh, to get Corey out to Ocon, just saying. Yeah. Ocon would be great. Uh, I, I, you know, certainly would be just un- unbelievable. Uh, I would love it, but uh, yeah, no, I, uh, one of these years I'm going to make it and that's going to be one of my, that's going to maybe want to be one of my resolutions for uh for this year we'll see how it goes so um yeah so thank you so far to everybody and um thanks for listening and i can't thank you enough even just for the time that you give us to listen and i'm going to run over some numbers with you guys here too on kind of where we're at with things too so stay tuned for that uh my news headline is uh over the weekend i saw no evidence of a war on christmas however i did see plenty of evidence of a war on reason okay so uh, that, uh, that's uh, an issue for me. So, what's the other? You guys want to, uh, well, just the whole irrationality of uh, you know religion and, and uh, uh, praising uh, you know uh, you know God for this and that and you know I understand that that's going to be you know I don't say anything outright but uh, you know it's like. I, I want to see more like, um, uh, you know, productivity, uh, bragging more about your productive accomplishments rather than giving the thanks to or the credit to a supernatural. Uh, you know, Corey, so that, this doesn't sound like a fake news headline, like something you wish was true. This sounds like a legitimate no. news headline. It's a yeah. I'm, I'm pretty. In case you don't know, I'm pretty loose with the rules on the headlines. Uh, they can be fake. They can be real. They can be not necessarily something I wish would be uh, true, but it can just be some observation that I might have. Um, you know. Uh, so that's kind of. I, 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 you know, like I said, I kind of, you know, am pretty loose with the rules on the on the fake headlines. So anyway, uh, that's what I got, guys. Uh, anything out of you? Uh, yeah, mine would be um, there by 2020. There will be a Van Dam Academy within 25 miles of wherever you are. 
that's pretty ambitious. That's a lot of uh, academies. So better that get is on my, that. That's my fake news headline. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Lisa okay. Van Dam right. is, is not an, an empire builder. And, you know, you know, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't falter for that. I, I think whatever she's doing, just do that. You know what I mean? Cause she does it so, so well. I do wish there was um, a Van Damme Academy everywhere. Yeah, that'd be a good goal. If anybody is interested in, in knowing more about that, um, she's on Facebook and also she's, you could probably just Google Van Damme Academy and you could find out a lot of information on that. So yeah, that's, that's a yeah, great and headline. At all, I mean, yeah, well, and if, if, her, if the Van Damme Academy channel and her YouTube channel and her blog are not sufficient, it's it's Pygmalion for the soul, um, are not sufficient to convince you that this academy is head and shoulders above everything else out there. Um, she also has a reading group, so for a very small fee, monthly fee, you can. Um, she will. You know, like she started out by reading 93 and then there was a Facebook group where, where people could comment on, on each chapter. And she, she would also, you know, if, if, you know, for some reason you, you find it difficult to actually like sit down and read a book or Facebook comments and do nothing else. I'm speaking of myself here. Um, she, she will, in, in addition to like reading the book, she will, um, or narrating the book, she she will sort of, <coughs> excuse me, distill the comments um, as a separate um, audio file. It's amazing, and and you really get an idea of of just how um, how amazing her pedagogy is. Um, so yeah, that's an, it's it's called Read with Me. I highly recommend it. Um, there's a Facebook group. Check it out. Awesome, cool. Hey, Stuart, what do you got? Uh, fake news headline I would like to see is, you know, Hawaii's defense system can shoot any nuclear missile out of the sky. Because I'm really tired of war- worrying about the North Korean threat. Yeah. That's yeah, the I don't kind know of how... stuff I think about around the holidays. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, it's scary. Um I don't know. Does he have? I don't know what's true anymore or not on that. Does he have anything even close to being able to get there? I mean, sometimes you hear that he does, and then other times you hear that he just lets out a popcorn fart. You know what I mean? So you don't ever yeah, really. I, I don't know. He's not. He's not there yet. But you know the way the way that all these presidential administrations for the past few decades have been going, you know, I, I think, I, I think there can come a day when the North Korean regime does have the capabilities. Yeah. I, I think that would be, that we have to, we'd have to, we'd have to put a stop to that. Right. I mean, <laughs> we can't let them have, uh, have nukes. Right. I mean, that's an automatic, uh, you got to go to war, don't you? I mean, I think you do. Because you can't let them have nukes if they can if if it can if it can reach Hawaii or the, or California, that's a that's a that's a uh, call for war, <laughs> you know. I mean, you can't have that nut 
not bar uh, having nukes. So I don't know. We'd have to we'd have to take him out, but we'd have to do it right. You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I I I honestly don't. I don't know enough about it. It's so secretive, obviously, North Korea and what's going on over there. I mean, it's hard to know what's true and what's false. And, uh, you know, all I know is I see uh, him firing off a rocket, rocket man that goes 10 feet and then that's it. And so I don't know how serious everything is over there. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, that would suck, though. Uh, we'd have to put a stop to that. No doubt about it. Um, so I thought I would also kind of incorporate uh, some numbers, like I, I think I mentioned, uh, it's kind of, I, I want to have this is not just new year's resolutions and, you know, what we've done over the, the holiday break and stuff, but also like kind of the state of the state of ITCO, um, and like, you know, numbers, listenership and so forth. So, um, I, I want to start with that just to kind of give you an idea, you know, kind of how far we've come and, and that kind of thing. And so, um, we, we actually started this podcast in August of 2016. And a lot of the numbers for that, that year weren't very good because we weren't really out there enough. And we had a lot of pre-recorded stuff and a, a lot of that, you know, it, it's hard to, it's hard to know exactly. I mean, I saw some numbers they are pretty low. Uh, I didn't even bother to write them down. I just wrote down what we have from then through this, the end of this year. So basically, and I'm only uh, speaking in particular to what the blog talk numbers are telling me. So as far as like blog talk, uh, the blog talk only numbers, I can't track uh, Stitcher or TuneIn or iTunes or any of that, at least that I know of. I haven't figured out a way to do that. Um, Maybe someone out there knows and they can help me out. But so for blog talk only numbers, um, from the from we started our first show was August 21st of 2016 uh, to last week. Okay, so so these are the numbers we've had: 6,840 listens. Um, so that works out to about an average of 95 listeners per episode. So uh, so that's pretty good. Uh, I mean, just that's on blog talk. Amazing! Congratulations. Yeah, and, and thanks, thank you, uh, Meg. Uh, you you know you helped just you know. You got it out there too, just as much. And Stuart, lately, thank you, and you know, thanks to everybody who's who's helped get the kind of spread the word a little bit. So um, now, live listeners are pretty low. Um, we get a lot of listens after the show airs. So um, I know, like, I'll check the numbers for today, tomorrow, and usually it's like maybe twenty fifteen. So of the, and of that, I don't know exactly how much of the show they're listening to. So. Um, so a lot of that comes later. So that that's fine. What, however you listen, maybe I know that some people listen to their on their commutes or at other times. So thank you for that. Uh, that's great. Uh, better than I, better than I thought. But again, I didn't really think much. So, <laughs> you know. Um, so our highest ranked uh, episode. Our, oh, I had kind of ranked some of our highest ranked uh, shows. Uh, so our highest ranked show, right, was Thursday, November twenty third of this year with 88 listens, uh, just the one that was just one, the one day. Uh, and then, uh, Thursday, August 31st. And let's see, Thursday, August, uh, 31st, we had 84 listens and then Thursday, uh, or Thursday, June 13th and the 20th, we had 82 listens. 
So that's just a one, those one day, two days, whatever per day was 82 listens. And then uh, kind of rounding everything out was Thursday, October 26th and Thursday, November 30th were 81 listens. Those, those days. So not bad. Not, I'm, I'm very Sorry, happy. With those. Your head, do you remember um, what, what, the topics were for those episodes because I don't remember if I ate breakfast. Um, yeah, I know, right? I did. I, I that's easy to find out <laughs> because um, you just go back and I can look at the archive uh, of the episodes that were aired on that, those because it's it was from the previous Wednesday, so the previous Wednesday to that Thursday would have been the ones that that were ranked the highest. Let me actually see. If I can do that, you're going to have to give me a minute here. I want to see if I can do that. Uh, I hope I don't disconnect or anything here. Are you guys still there? Everybody still there? Yeah, we're still there. Oh, good. good, good. So I said, um, so let's see here. So let's go with uh, the Thursday, our highest. Let's just go with our highest one, which would have been Thursday the 23rd so November 23rd so that wasn't too long ago so that would have been Thanksgiving episode our Thanksgiving episode uh, was the highest ranked and then uh, let's see I said after after that uh, the let's see 23rd okay 23rd um, August 31st was 84 so that would have been, just to give you an idea, August, uh, that would have been all uh, potpourri. It would have been one of the potpourris. And then, let's see, uh, da, 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 uh, June June 13th and the 20th were our other, uh, other rankings. 20th and 13th would have been... Give me a second here. And okay. Uh talking Ocon. Uh and objective laws. Objective laws. And then so that's that. Uh okay, and then we'll we'll just look at these last two. So October twenty sixth and November thirtieth. So uh October twenty sixth would have been hang on here October 26th sorry guys we have a uh, delay here October 26th we're talking about that would have been a closet Halloween (laughs) and then what was the other one Um, 11 say 11 uh, November November 30th oh okay I said November 30th uh, that would have been introducing Stuart introducing oh. Stuart you got up there Your episode got up there so those are the ones guys so um, thank you everybody I'm going to go back in the studio here because I I had a I I freaked out for a minute. I thought I might have lost you guys. Okay, so yeah, those were our ones. Um, so yeah, introducing Stuart. You're up there. Okay, now here's another interesting tidbit for you guys. Okay, listenership uh, numbers. In the USA, it's 
78.92%. Sweden is 4.75%. Canada is 2.95%. Romania is 1.70%. And the UK is 3.44%. Those are, those are demographics worldwide. So that's pretty cool. I, uh, I, it's pretty, pretty diverse. I figured it was going to be mainly USA, so that's understandable. But to have a couple people out, you know, uh, everywhere else is that's pretty neat. Uh, the listener age is pretty split. Uh, the listener age is 35 to 54 years old, and it's split pretty much right down the middle at 50-50. Um, so that's uh, those numbers are the the listener ages. Uh, I don't know how much I trust them. Uh, it didn't really give me. It doesn't give me percentages or anything like that for that. It just kind of gives me like a pie chart and it's like half, it's exactly half and it's exactly 50, 50, which is weird to me. It doesn't seem right. Uh, because oh, I was so, looking also at a, go ahead. Oh, so, so three year olds are interested in this stuff. And then in their forties, they go through a phase where they say, I don't, I don't need that. I don't need that. And then they real, well, no, then the, after a decade they realize they do need it. So when they're fifty, no, it's, they come back. The the total we are basically what our our uh, our demographic is thirty five year olds to forty five year olds. So that's our demo, that's our target audience. So thirty five on through fifty four. So all, every all those ages in between. So that that's what that's what that's who mainly listens to us are, are those aged people. And I'm not sure exactly how they come up with those numbers. I honestly don't know. I'm just going off of what the the the, the numbers on our on our uh, on my page page shows. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and trust it because I don't know. <laughs> There's no other way for me to verify. Um, so, and then um, here's an interesting thing too. So women are more women than men based on a 37.56 sample. Listen to our show. So I'm not, I'm saying, so 37.56% of the people that were sampled were women that listened to our show than men. So that's not like everybody wasn't sampled. Not everybody was sampled. It's just that percentage that was sampled was more women than men. Does that make sense? Take that, Jerome Brook. Sorry, I'm totally kidding. But like, he he does talk about how like, I guess 75% of his Twitter followers are men and, and you know, that he, he would, he would like more women to come to his talks and, you know, and it's, it's, that's, that's really cool that we, you know, maybe you can take a page out of our book. Yeah, exactly. You know, just, uh, you know, I, you gotta, uh, you gotta get the ladies, you know what I mean? Um, (laughs) uh, but yeah, no, so that's interesting. I don't know. I don't know how it's figured out. I mean, I, I don't know how they sample it. I'm not, I don't know the behind the scenes stuff. This is just what blog talk shows me. So that's, uh, and I wanted to kind of put it out there to kind of let everybody know now, you know, we've haven't even been on for two years and I, I feel like those numbers are pretty good. Um, one thing that I will say that you guys should be prepared for is that not, we're getting very low full on throughout the episode list or so like from start to finish it, it's pretty low. Um, I think what's happening though, as people are listening and on other devices, maybe um, they do break down the devices, but 
I, it's hard for me to differentiate. It's a lot of, um, it's a lot of kind of gobbledygook. Uh, it doesn't really give me um, how, how it's, I think what, what I'm just looking at is if you're on block talk radio, just like you are right now, like we are right now, if you're listening to the show and you drop out, say like now you've probably only got like uh, 20, you know, 20 to 30% of the way. And then, you know, uh, it'll just say, you know, 20%, uh, 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 through, it'll give us like a, a 20% rate, rate of drop off uh, and it'll be like at 0%, you know, uh, full all the way through. So, so like sometimes we'll get a whole, uh, uh, like a hundred percent of uh, people who start, will listen through the entire episode, but then most of the time we don't, most of the time we don't get people the whole episode. So what I'm thinking is, yeah, Corey, I'm not super worried about that. Um, you know, I usually listen to blog talk podcasts on my phone, and um, I, I have an Android, um, so maybe that has something to do with it. But um, blog talk and phones don't don't seem to agree real well. So for example, um, it's almost impossible for me to like. You know, if I've listened to the first part of an episode, it's it's hard for me to scroll through to you know, the you know, I have to like re-listen to the beginning again, and mm-hmm. it tends to drop out, it, especially if there are commercials sort of peppered throughout the episode, um, which you know, so like if if I'm representative of the average blog talk listener, then yeah, my, my completion is really low. I mean, I eventually get through the whole episode, but right. I have a lot of, I tend to have a lot of false starts. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was thinking, Meg is like, like you could, you could, if you get through 90% of the show, right. And, and, and maybe the last, like I play, I play a song at the end. Well, if you dump out before that song finishes, then you, you left. So you're not 100% completion. So it only captures if you've listened to the whole thing, and then it, it, after the song ends, boom, then it's 100%. So that's that is my th- thinking on it. So I'm not too worried about it. I just for me for my OCD complex, I like to just see nice even numbers, <laughs> and I know that that's you know I have to get over it. It's just me. So, um, but yeah, it totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. And I know they sprinkle commercials in. Uh, you know, uh, just to fill in some gaps and, and that's how they generate some revenue, which uh, uh, hopefully I'll be able to get a piece of that soon. Um, but we'll see. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's going well. Uh, I'm really enjoying this. Um, I just wanted to give you guys kind of a, an idea of where, where we're at. Um, any questions about anything or how do we, what do you think? Anybody? I think it's all pretty. I mean, I'm always amazed at you know. All right. All right. Cool. But to be uh, honest, Corey, every week I'm like amazed when you invite me onto the show. You know what I mean? <laughs> I would no. not call myself a polished broadcaster. No, I. Me either. I mean, really, I, I I'm not. I don't think. I, I I know there's things I can improve on. I mean, I know that that, and that's one of my resolutions is to keep improving on, you know, not uh, saying, you know, so much, (laughs) which I just caught myself saying, but um, also uh, just becoming better about transitioning 
uh, topics. I know we have sometimes what will happen is we'll have a little bit of a lag between when, when, when we end something to the next thing, uh, and I would like to be a little more polished on that, uh, guiding it through and, and being a little more cohesive uh, going from topic to topic. Uh, and it's about me just looking, and that's kind of the, on me to do because I, I'm the, the kind of the, the showrunner, so to speak. I have the board, and so I look at it as transitioning from topics should be my, uh, my uh, job. So when I find uh, I have to be better about finding an opening to transition. So that's something I'll work at more uh, to become better uh, in that regard. So, um, yeah, so that's one of my resolutions. I'm still working on getting advertisers. That's one of the my 20 um, goals from 2016 to 2017 was, you know, grow the listenership, which I felt I've done a pretty good. We've well, not I've we've done a good job on growing the listenership. Uh, advertisers are a little bit harder, um, but you have to kind of get out there and, and pursue that, which I haven't been doing. Um, I've relied on Patreon, and, and that's great that you know I get what I get from that. But uh, I want to be able to uh, attract uh, advertisers, you know, where we're doing a show, and in the middle I have to take a break to go to see the posturpedic, you know, or something like that, or you know, uh, or Kindle or whatever it is. And, and hopefully, you know, and that's something that I can do. I just need to put the effort into it to contact people. And and this is why these numbers are so valuable to me. So I can go to them and say, look, you know, yes, we, you know, are small, but, you know, we do have a loyal listenership. Uh, you know, average is, what did I say, 90 some percent, uh, 95% you know, uh, is our average of, uh, uh, of listens, uh, per, per, uh, per day. So, uh, per, ep- I'm sorry, per episode, 95, uh, uh, listeners. So you can capture that percentage. You could calculate what you want from that and what's it worth to you, uh, to get that kind of share, that kind of market share, that audience share. I, I, I don't know. I, I just have to figure out a way that I could parse it out, uh, to to know how much to charge, so I'm not an expert there. <laughs> um, so I'll have to figure. Well, that out. when it comes to like advertising, it's not just quantity of listenership; it's it's quality. And based on that, my calculations indicate that we should be getting roughly a bajillion dollars in advertising because <laughs> we do have yeah. the highest quality listeners. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that would be great. I mean, uh, I, Meg, that's our new headline, right? So that's going to be the next next uh, week's headline right there. Uh, I, uh, Yeah, but, you know, so... Yeah, $11 billion. So <laughs> and then we rule the world. No, uh, so, yeah, I, I think that if anybody has any ideas and, and wants to throw some ideas at us, I know, um, you know, with our Facebook group and stuff... Uh, I think we have a fair amount of activity. I mean, Stuart posts a lot of things on there and other people are involved. And I mean, if you guys want to let us know what your thoughts are, um, please do so. Um, Again, go on Facebook or or Twitter and look us up there and, and, you know, follow us, whatever, and give us some ideas if you're interested. So we can um, kind of figure this thing out coming, going into the new year. Um, that's that would be uh, awesome to do that and to get the word out a little bit more on on our, on our little show. So, um, 
Meg, do you want to throw in any sort of goal or resolution you have? Because I got a bunch more to go through, but I thought I would give you guys a shot to get in. Um, you know, in terms of, I mean, I don't know if I'd call them resolutions. Um, I definitely have year goals, and I usually have one for um, a number of categories. So I have like, um, like physical goals, maybe to learn a new dance step or or to. Um, improve my flexibility, something like that. Um, I have, um, so I, I mean, I don't know if you're like wildly curious about my various categories of goals, but with regard to ITCO, um, I think my goal is, well, I have two goals. One of them is to not be a show hole, which you guys know I do every episode. <laughs> And I try so hard, and I'm still the worst at it. You're being um, too hard on yourself. And then the <laughs> – I mean, come on. No, seriously. You, you, no, you are. It's okay. I mean, we just – like I said, but here, that's – but here, Meg, see, here's the thing. This is where I come in, though. See, I have to be better at transitioning. So when, when you're going, I need to be able to, to just grab you sometimes, and, 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 and sometimes I don't. So that's on me too, kind of. You know what I mean? So well, it's, it's, like, I mean, it it really illustrates just how much we rely on visual cues in conversation because I don't know what what it is physically that tells me when someone's kind of winding down what they're gonna say. Um, I'm sure yeah. those cues are there though, but you know, we're very rarely in the same room when we do this show, so we can't right. pick up on those cues. All we've got is each other's voices. Right. Um, nevertheless, I'm I am confident that somehow I can find a way to not be a show hole every <laughs> episode. <laughs> Aim it's high, fine. right? Yeah, the other thing is to like to have um, news headlines that are almost as good as yours. I I like I think trying to do them as well as you do, Corey, is way too ambitious, but. <laughs> yeah, because you're just so great. Ah, shucks. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Hey, Stuart, what you know? Um, do you have? Uh, do you do resolutions? I guess I didn't even ask you before we started this show if you were going to be able to, if you make them or, or, or uh, other than, you know, I know you write and all that, but you know. Well, I don't really have New Year's resolutions. I have. Decadal goals. Okay, so slowly over the inching your way there, and uh, I, you know, I, I do have, like I said, I'm skeptical on on whether setting a, a New Year's resolution really d- does anything. I think if you are going to accomplish something, it should start out slowly and methodically and planned out. It's not like you know, this year I'm going to, you know. I understand the ambition part of it, but it depends on the goal too, right? So if it's like I want to write a novel, well, that's not going to be a year. That's going to take you a couple, two or three years. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I understand that. So, but other, aside from, from that, you know, what are your overall goals? Maybe not just for 2018, but into the future, well, there are, I do have issues with completing the written works that I start. 
Yeah, Ooh. and they uh, what happens? That is it just it's like you run into a wall and then you just move on or Well, I think that one major problem I've been having is that I often want to sometimes I've learned something I want to I want to inculcate a lesson to other people. But that's really not enough to sustain my interest. In order for in order for this me in order for the project to keep my attention, it has to be something that I'm emotionally invested in, something that it has to be about some you know, emotional issue that it keeps getting my attention. So it's often not really what so it's not really about what I want to teach other people. It's usually about something I want to teach myself. And that's something I've only been learning, you know, relatively recently in the past few years. I tell you, man, I read your stuff and I'm blown away. I, sometimes I, I'm like, I have to read it like three, four times to get what the heck you're talking about. <laughs> but you guys, you know, I, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm dumb, but it just sometimes it's like I'm not as intellectual as you guys are. Uh, so it takes me some time to figure some stuff out. But uh, I, I really, you, you are a great writer, uh, and I, you know, whatever you're doing, you're, you, you know, you're doing a good job of it. Uh, I would just keep on keeping on, you know, if I were you. Well, thank you. So, yeah, Dave. I mean, everybody is always, whenever I hear Stuart call in to a show, you know, he, he, he gets, he, he really, he says stuff that is insightful and, and, and uh, is on that level of like Iran or Amy or whatever. And they, you know, they, they, they understand and they, you know, he's, he's not, uh, he doesn't sound dumb ever. Like, I feel like I sound dumb sometimes and I never get that. Well, I, I mean, Stuart, you, you, <laughs> it is very clear that you have voluminous knowledge. I mean, that comes right. across immediately. Oh, thank you. Well, and that's the thing that I like, cause I don't. <laughs> So, like, when I call into Yaron, it's usually just like I just ask him about stuff that I want to know about personally, not necessarily about the subject that he has to to talk about, whatever, because I just let him handle that. And if I have something I can add to it, great, but otherwise it's just, you know, I just talk to him about whatever, you know, whatever's interesting to me. So. Yeah, and, and Stuart, I, I know what you're saying. I mean, you know, even – I think most people would be surprised to learn just how much research goes into even writing fiction. I mean, supposedly you're making it up, but the volumes I had to read on um, neuroscience and psychology and mythology of all things, um, you know, I, I research every single name of every single character so that they're meaningful. Um, it takes an incredible amount of research, um, and you can't you can't invest that much time and intellectual capital if you're not passionate about it. If you don't have a really strong motivation um, for writing, um, so yeah, I, I get what you're saying about you know a sustained writing effort really takes a, a a huge emotional investment. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine and it, it, you have to. I, I I think sometimes 
when I even when I'm writing notes, now look, I'm not saying I'm not comparing this to you guys because I can't do that. But when I'm trying to think of stuff to say for the show, I need quiet. I have to go downstairs, and I need to. Sometimes I'll I'll just I'll just rest and I'll be like, okay, what am I going to say? And um, I'll need if the kids are yammering away about something or whatever, I I I, I can't. I can't concentrate yet. Um, I have to like, just take a minute, calm down here, take a minute, close my eyes, maybe, you know, take like a 10 to 15 minute nap and then start thinking again. And like, I, I do that a lot during the day too, uh, when I'm at work, but it, it, it doesn't happen all the time that I have a thought at work that I can, Oh, that's good for the show. I'll write that down and, and put that away. Uh, so it does happen. Sometimes I'm in a place where I can't, I'll be on a treadmill or, you know, at the gym, like lifting and I'll have a great thought for the show. And then it's gone. It's gone, man. And that sucks. That really sucks. Cause I'll have a good something to say, some topic that would, would be, will blow you guys away. Then it's gone. You know what I mean? It's all, oh, that's the frustrating thing, man. Uh, is when, when you have something cool to say and you can't, you can't write it down. You have no way of remembering it. So uh, that's something I want to be a little more prepared for, hopefully. And however you can be prepared for it, you know, I want to try to be more prepared for that. So, Well, you know, sometimes in the middle of the night, I'll wake up from some kind of dream and I say, wow, that's brilliant. And I, I get a notepad and I, and I scribble it down. And when I look at it the next day, I say, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 so, yeah, sometimes, and then, you know, I'll have a, I've done it before and I can't, don't ask me to come up with a, an example because I won't remember, but I know that it's happened where I'm like, this is a good something to talk about on the show. And I'll, I'll start talking about it and I'll be like, no, this sucks, but it's too late <laughs> where I'm, I'm doing it on the show. So I'm already talking about something and I'm like, this is not working. <laughs> I need to get out of this train, whatever it is. I need to get out of this thought and so i gotta try to you know that's just something you you there's nothing you can do about that you know you just get into it and uh it's out there once you get out there uh, once the words leave your mouth and they go into the ether that's it uh then you have to either go with it or have some awkward ending <laughs> that's not comfortable so uh a little cohesiveness is uh, uh something i i hope that uh, that we can well myself work on a little bit better too in 2018 so you know that's that's Corey, i think you're way too hard on yourself and and i <laughs> think there's a, several really good reasons why like you're in charge of the soundboard and i am not excuse me i'm still got a cold um because if i was i would just have all these sound bites to punctuate like the yeah. end of every one of my sentences and the sound bites would be something on along the lines of Alex Trebek and Celebrity Jeopardy well I should say Will Ferrell and SNL Celebrity Jeopardy where he's like and the show has reached a new low yeah. and the show has reached a new low <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah I'm so, saying that's like uh, you to myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, that's another thing. I, yeah. I want to play around too with some of the the sound 
buttons. You know, the thing too about doing this uh, board is you don't have everything available to you right away. You got to scroll. So sometimes um, when I want, I'm like, Oh, that's, that's a good thing. I want to do a applause or I want to do something. And then you got to look for it. And then by the time the moment's passed, so you got to be more on top of it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, uh, wanted to also, so in addition to the advertisers, I still want to work on that. I can't guarantee that I'll be able to get done uh, in 2018. If I get one advertiser, that'll be a miracle. And, uh, you know, miracle uh, would be great. Miracle ear, maybe I could work on them since we're talking about miracles um, to see if they want to spend a little money on the show. So, you know, that's one of the things and we'll, we'll see. I'm just going to work on it and hopefully it happens in 2018. Another thing for me is just, I want to keep productive at, at my job. I'm, I just want to be busy and productive and uh, making money and making money for me and, and uh, being happy with my job. And if that is uh, obviously my main deal uh, with income is my main job. I would much rather do this for a living. If I could ever do that, it would be great. I would love to talk with you guys and other objectivists and Patreon. do a show like com this. Oh, yeah, exactly. And that's C-O-R-E-Y, E-Y. You know, not, uh, let's not get fancied up too much. So it's a C-O-R-E-Y-B-A-U-M. Uh, so, yeah, um, but it would be great just to be able to have this and, and do this for a living would be a, a dream come true. But you know, I'm not thinking that that's going to happen. So uh, it's a pipe dream. It's a hobby, and I, I love it. Now and you've got to... this show hold for, like, an anchor. <laughs> that, yeah, I mean, I, I'll bring that anchor. You know, that's fine. Uh, it, it, we'll, we'll work with it. We'll work with it. So, um, yeah, so keeping productive at my job and, and you know, staying busy and, and you know, keep on kicking ass health wise. That's going great and everything. So we're going to keep doing that. Uh, I would like to, you know, I, I, another thing that I, I would like to do um, is I'm trying to try to winnow. Uh, this is going to sound worse than it probably is. I, I And I'm not saying I'm going to cut people out of my life, but I'm going to start slowly moving away from certain people who are not really into or very supportive of, my my philosophy or the way I want to live my life, and it's nothing to do with um, uh, their life is is theirs and mine is mine and um, the 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 two are not cohesive right now and so uh, I wish you all well uh, and, and no ill will I, I just need to do this I need to be I need to think. Uh, like this and I need to be this way because it's the best way that I can live the best thing for me to live my life. And um, so I, I, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, wishing anybody, I know how it is. We have these uh, it's either all in or all out on the, you know, especially these days, if you, you know, if you, like I said before, if you don't, if you say, I don't really necessarily care about the poor people, it means you want to kill them. That's not what this is. It's, you know, it's, it's not a either or, uh, or, you know, I, I need to, I need to eliminate you <laughs> in some malevolent way. It's just, I need to do this for myself and I need to think for myself and I need to, uh, I need to, to live my life this way because I know it's the right way to, for me to live when I, when I was, you know, in 
the other camp. I didn't, I was more confused about life and things make sense to me now than they haven't in a long time ever, actually ever. So I want to make sure that I continue to stay where things make sense. Does that make sense? (laughs) Um, Yeah. You know, I was actually just thinking, Corey, that, um, you know, you're, I mean, you are so much more on the front lines of, um, you know, objectivism versus the rest of the culture. Um, which, and, you know, to the point where I'm, I'm sometimes surprised with how much resistance you come up against. So for, and here's an example. Um, I, uh, so, uh, a coworker and a friend of mine, um, recently left our lab and he, you know, this, imagine this is a, this is a very kind, earnestly Catholic young man. And, um, he said, you know, I, I really feel bad, you know, cause it's a small lab and we've got this huge project, right? So, um, you know, it, it was gonna, it was gonna put a lot more pressure on those of us in the lab who remain. And he said, you know, I feel really bad kind of leaving you guys in this bind. And I said, you have to do right by you. You know what I mean? We're adults. We are not your problem. You know, and and just, I think me saying you have to do right by you really resonated with him, which, you know, to be honest, I found surprising. You know, I, I think there's a lot of altruistic elements in this. I mean, and again, this is a very kind, very earnest, thoughtful young man, but very much an altruist and, and just hearing me say that, um, that it's okay to have boundaries and to to behave self-interestedly. Um, right. That's just better for everyone. Like that, I think, um, was very well received. Um, yeah. And it, so, like, I, I I'm I'm clearly very sheltered from, you know, the the front lines that that you are seeing, and and you know, kudos to you for for taking that on. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes <clears throat> it's hard uh, because, you know, it's, uh, you know, when I first started, you know, when we first started the show and, and I said, well, you know, some people are going to be, you probably shouldn't listen to the show. I've said that a couple of times. If you've known me for a while, you probably shouldn't listen because it's going to, you know, make you mad, make you whatever, sad, make you not want to whatever. But, but, but if you do, you've been warned that, you know, you've been warned. So, um, I just, but I don't care. (laughs) I I mean, this is my outlet. Um, and I'm, you know, because, you know, I, on Christmas day, I had my in-laws were over and my stepmom was over and I made all the food. I made the whole, everything. I made it turkey and everything. So, you know, I, I get everything ready. We're sitting down and we start to eat. My, my, my stepmother goes, Hey, what guys, should we say a prayer? You know, that kind of thing. And I'm like, you know, I just said, okay, <laughs> you know? And so she said her prayer and then we kept eating, but I didn't, I didn't say it. I didn't, you know, I, I but that's what I'm saying is that's, it's like you're in my house. I made you this meal, and you want to. Or you should have been like, I swear by my life and my love of it, I live for no man, and that's that right. no man lived for me. 
Yeah, that would yeah, yeah. Maybe next time I'll do that, but I don't know. So I mean that that you know is um, it 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 didn't bother me at the time. I just said just suck it up, you know, just get through it. Whatever, it's fine. And then the you know like the next day, I'm thinking like you know that's kind of you know imposing your your yourself in a way that yeah because you know because I didn't say anything. And I went went with it for all the years of my life before, you know, I, you know, I guess I kind of gave it a pass because of that, probably, you know, where like growing up, it just was a thing, you know, and it whatever. So but it's not something that I did that that I did when I moved out of the home. I, it's not something I, I I didn't say grace. I didn't go to church. I didn't do any of that shit. You know, I just did that when I was a kid and I was forced to. But, you know, uh to, to do that in my home with my, the meal that I made with the money that I made. And, you know, I mean, it's like, it just kind of irritated me the next day when I thought about it some more, but what it, it is, what it is. And it's part of it. You know, it's, it was my decision to invite the, her over and I, look, I still love her. And it, you know, I just, uh, I have to, you know, maybe go ahead and just say, either cut down on some of the dinners, which you know, there's not that many anyway, but, or, or just accept that that's going to happen when she comes here and just that that's part of the thing. You know, I just have to, you know, accept. Well, that. maybe there's a third alternative. Have you, have you said, look, I, I, this makes me really uncomfortable and I'd appreciate it when you're over at our house to respect our boundaries and, and prayers, you know, crossing a boundary. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that that's a conversation that we may have to have, and especially with my girls, and I've talked to them about everything, and then what happens is she comes over and says a prayer, and I, my, you know, my girls know where we're at with that, and, you know, I, I, I've said to them, look, if you, you, through the use of your own reasoning mind, if you think this is something, you know, you want to go to church, you want to say prayers, you know, that's up to you. I'm not going to say you shouldn't do that. Well, I would say I don't think that's rational but you know I'm going to let you think about it and I know that they'll understand that, that you know because if you if you use your mind and you think about it you 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 reason uh about about religion you'll come to the right conclusion uh, it, it's just you have to think you know for yourself about it but I don't want to force them either so I just said look whatever you think you know it's your mind it's your life you have to come to the decision that that is best for you to live your life um so yeah i just but but getting back to meg that might be something i i you don't have to do eventually i don't know um you know we'll see um so yeah but that's one thing uh one of the resolutions i have is trying to uh move away from people that don't or that are not going to accept you know, the way that, uh, that my, um, that I, you know, the way that I am, the way that I think, the, you know, my life. So, uh, and that's, that's fine. That's fine. I, I have no problem them living their lives, however they see fit, you know, as long as they're not interfering with mine and I'm not interfering with theirs. And what do I care? I don't care, <laughs> you know? So yeah, long story on that one. Uh, Another thing I have here is I want I got to take another vacation this year, uh, 2018. Now, I know Ocon. We talked about that. 
Um, I don't have any tickets or anything like that. I know Meg, you'll probably be there. But it is in uh, Laguna. Is it Laguna Beach? Newport Beach, which is like right, right near there. Yeah. So Newport Beach, uh, you know, that's <clears throat> we were thinking of a of a west west coast uh, kind of a trip. So I mean, maybe I'm not saying for sure, but maybe that would be one of the one day destination for me to stop in and say hi, uh, meet a couple people and, and and move on. I know my kids wouldn't uh, would be excited about that, but uh, it would be something like for me, you know, for me for my. Uh, for my uh, self-interest to uh, stop by there for, for a day and, and kind of see how things go. Um, but yeah, no, that that's definitely something that I'll work towards and we'll, we'll see. So um, yeah. And then the, the last thing is basically, I just want to continue to set the, the example for my kids to think uh, just think, think, think you can't uh, think enough. Uh, is it in your self-interest to do whatever you think you want to do? Uh, are you happy? Are you happy? you know, with what you're doing, um, you know, is it, are you hurting yourself or anybody else? Is some sort of physically, physically, or some sort of you know, uh, are you being, uh, cohesive? Uh, I want to say coercion. Are you coercing somebody? Don't do that, you know? Uh, but just think, think about, uh, think about yourself and making your life the best it can be. And I just want to continue to set that direction as best I can for them to follow. I'm not saying they have to follow and think like me. That's not the, but they just need to be able to think for themselves. And so I hope that they continue to do that. So, yeah. Stuart, do you got anything else? Uh, Not at the moment. Is there anything you want to talk about that isn't pertaining to any sort of a uh, uh, resolution or a goal? Uh, Anything. Well, well, maybe maybe you've heard me say this before uh, when I did that interview with the uh, Strive Clubs, but I think it's very important to think to be an autodidact, you know, to be a self teacher always throughout your whole life. And when mm-hmm. I say that, I don't mean when I say you're your own teacher, I don't mean you know having this attitude of saying, oh, oh, no, I'm te- I know everything I learn has to be for me directly. I can't learn anything from anyone else. I don't mean any of that. What I mean is that you take responsibility for your own body of knowledge. You recognize that the person who's most responsible for uh, your, your own body of knowledge is you. you know, you're responsible for that. So you can listen to other people. You can take their advice. You can get trust from other people. But in the long run, you always have to evaluate all those things for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I and I started to think about that because uh, when we worked at the state capitol, there was this girl, well, woman, but I mean, she acted like a girl, you know, and she kept going on every, on all day long about how she hated all the teachers at her government school who taught her kids because she kept saying her, the teachers are so ignorant and all that, and. She said, "Oh, I, I pay my taxes to for, to pay their salary, and then they're not teaching my kid anything." You know, and I thought, "Well, you know, I have lots of grievances about government schools, but you you have this passive notion. You have this passive notion that you're not responsible for what your own child knows. You're not responsible for your your own edu- education of your child. 
you, you, you pass the buck off to all these government school teachers and blame them. And I thought, no, no, you're responsible for you much more much more than those government school teachers. You're responsible for what for what your child knows. And more than that, you have to recognize that your child is not a passive receptacle. It's not the case that you can just force a child to be somewhere and have some adult talk at the child and expect the child to absorb all of that. You know, so you have to help the child recognize the, the virtue of autodidacticism, you know, because when you look at babies, babies are autodidacts by default. They hunger for knowledge. They want to learn things for themselves. And I think it's so tragic how people, this government school system, largely, and many adults around kids, who snuff that out, who brainwash children, you know, by ordering them around and giving them this impression that somehow learning and education are synonymous with boredom, being forced to do things you don't want to do. You know, so you know, I think that uh, it's important for adults, you know, to, to make sure that their children retain that sense of wonder, retain the autodidacticism, you know, from since when they're a baby. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and even even if you know right now, you know that that kind of thing wasn't nurtured nurtured in you when you were a child. I think it's not too late to rediscover that. So that's why I mean when I say to people, it's important to be an autodidact. So, you know, for me, making resolutions is not some kind of ritual depending on the time of year. So I think a lot of yeah. the reason I think the reason why a lot of people. Um, give up on their New Year's resolutions is that for them it's perfunctory. It's just part of some ritual. They say, oh, oh, it's the time of year again when everyone's going to ask me what my resolution is, so I have to come up with something. So I'm going to say, oh, I, right. I'm going to go to the gym and lose weight, you know. And, you right. know, and it, it's as if it's something that can be imposed from, from outside. You're, you're just going along with some ritual. I know it has to be something that truly comes from within. You know, Self-improvement really has to come from within. It has to be something that you truly want for yourself and not just part of some uh, playing, playing some role, some ritual that you think you have to participate in just because other, everyone else is participating in. Right. That is pr- the pressure of it, the, the you know peer pressure you can allow that to get into your life or you can say, no, I, you know, you can make the resolution in the middle of June to say, hey, I just want to change this and I want to do this. Uh, differently, or I want to you know, explore this hobby. It doesn't have to be December 31st, uh, you know, of the end of the year, or whatever. And oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, and then you know, it, 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 by the way, uh, after having about eight shots of tequila and maybe a couple of scotch, uh, a couple beers, uh, yeah. By the way, I want to be a skydiver this year. You know, okay, well, you know, you're gonna remember that tomorrow. You know, you, you saying know, there's so. something wrong with skydiving? Uh, not for me. Uh, I wouldn't do it, but I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Uh, <laughs> I'm teasing you, sorry. Uh, I know. I, but, but, you, you know, know I, I just... um, sort of, I was going to say tangentially related to um, learning and, and education. Um, this is this is one of my resolutions, and, and I've, I've made a lot of progress on it already. Um, so I am making a bunch of I've I've got these this movable alphabet so it's it's all the you know letters of the alphabet in 
and they're little wooden cursive letters, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. That's the thing with Montessori is, is teaching cursive right away. And um, so for each letter, I've got, I'm making a treasure box. It's just a little box, and it's got um, things that Gracie likes. So, for example, um, uh, let's see. So, so for example, A has, um, I actually made like a tiny little, um, squirt bottle of apple smelling perfume um, and a, a picture of an agouti which is an animal she likes um, you know and I, I try to incorporate as many senses as possible like you learn best when you're when you're incorporating as many senses as you can so I've got she loves um, helping me cook and smelling all the spices so most of the letters have um, either like a, a, you know, like a, a perfume that I made that smells, you know, like lemon or lime juice, or um, it's got a little, a little thing where you can open it up and smell the spices, you know, like garlic or dill, or, you know what I mean? Um, so involving, you know, your, your smell, some of the things are edible, um, certainly, you know, like pictures of things she likes. Um, I think I, I'm in there for mommy and, <laughs> a picture of me, a picture of her, and um, just you know, things she can she can pick up and play with, and I'm I'm really really proud of it, and I I think it's you know like each day is this brand new surprise of, and this you know all these tantalizing senses, and you know, each day is like you know a wonderful surprise of learning, and that's really that's awesome. What I'm what I'm going for there. Yeah, that's really cool. That's that's something I never. I wish I would have thought of something like that, but I did not. Alas, um, that's that's great, Mike. Stimulating. So, yeah, no, that's that's great. I uh, I, I don't know. I was going to ask you guys more about your Christmases. I don't know. We didn't really got to that at all. I don't. Do, first of all, are we are we done? Because that, that's kind of what I was shooting for this year. Now, um, just on the surface of it you know, are those things that I mentioned. And, you know, I, if something comes up uh, that I want to pursue and that I didn't, uh, that I didn't think ever say today, um, you know, that that's always a possibility. I, I don't think like Stuart says, I, I really am not a big resolution guy. I just think it's fun to talk about goals uh, no matter what time of the year it is. It just seems like everybody's talking about it. So let's just talk about it and see, and, you know, we, we could have a show, in March and talk about goals or in June. Cause I always like to hear about people's, you know, uh, the goals about being productive, you know, where, what do they want to work on? What do they want to, you know, improve? And so, you know, this is just a, a fascinating topic for me is to talk to people about being productive and, you know, what they want to do with their lives and, you know, oh. that kind of thing. So, that can be another soundbite. So you can have a segment where we talk about goals, and then you can play this Italian soccer announcer saying "goal." Yeah, and that's another thing I got. I love out, that know, idea. Yeah, yeah, that is that is that's great. I might have to put that on the board. Uh, I that's another uh, another resolution, another goal to put uh, uh, more uh, more buttons or more uh, sound bites on the board and have clever little things to to put on there for people you got to have hooks, you know, 
uh, this, you know, and, and then, you know, hopefully, you know, if I get advertisers, I can get sponsors to say this goal sponsored by da da, you know, NyQuil, you know, whatever. And then play the sound bite and then do the goal. That's a great idea. Oh, that reminds so. me. You kept mentioning buying stock in NyQuil, so I looked it up. NyQuil is owned by Procter & Gamble, which is indeed yeah, a that. publicly traded company. Yeah, yeah. So you buy stock in Procter & Gamble. Well, I wonder how much it is. I, I haven't looked. I, maybe you did. How, how much is it up to a share? Oh, I don't remember the price, but I, 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 I don't – judging just from its chart for the past year, I don't know if it's really – I can say it's really on the rise. But I mean, I mean it's up higher now than it was a year ago, I think. But yeah. Um, but based on what the Price's primary Twitter account says, I don't know if right. that's enough to look, to say it's a buy. You know, you should look <laughs> also at the industry and all those things. And yeah. you know, look at look at what. And you're on contact. Yeah. So I, I want to talk. To, yeah, I want to watch more of his Saturday shows and stuff like that too. That's going to be another goal is to catch up with, with Jonathan a little bit more about <clears throat> what he thinks about investing and, and that I want to be able to start to put a little more money, just not so much in my 401k, but elsewhere too. So that's going to be another goal that I just thought of. Thank you guys. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what, we'll see where, where that takes me. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that that about covers it. Um, anything you guys want to add? Oh, well, um, oh, Stuart, go ahead, please. There was one question I wanted to ask Dr. Brooke on the show, but it might be too late, but I wanted to ask him about uh, the American sense of life, especially relating to Christmas, because mm-hmm. you know, in, uh, they don't let it go. Ayn Rand talks about how Americans are very different from people from the rest of the world, and she contrasts the American sense of life with the European sense of life, where you know, she said Europeans, you know, my apologies to European listeners right now, but she said that generally the European culture is more pessimistic and more negative. And they think, well, why even try? You should just know your place in society. You know, coming out, coming out as feudalistic sort of mentality. She said Americans are very can-do, they're very positive. They they want, you know, they're very achievement-oriented, and you you don't dare tell them no. You if you say you can't do anything, you can't do this. That's a challenge to Americans, not yeah. a fact. Yeah. And so I wanted to ask him, Doctor Brooke, about the American version of Christmas because. You know, it's very, what we can call a traditional Christmas is actually not traditional at all. You know, Dr. Brooke was on PJTV several years ago, and he said, Christmas is my favorite holiday that the Christians stole from the pagans. And everyone yeah. laughed. So I looked into that, and I thought, wow, the history of Christmas is so interesting. Back in ancient Rome, it was called Saturnalia, and mm-hmm. it was really a drunken orgy. You know, mm-hmm. they're celebrating the winter solstice. They're celebrating how finally... The days were getting longer again. Wait, wait, wait. That's not how you do Christmas? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe not, maybe not who I admit to. But, yeah. 
but yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a drunken orgy where they actually suspended all the laws. They closed all the courts for several weeks throughout the, near the end of winter, no, near the end of December, and pretty much you could do whatever you want. You could, you could commit every any crime you wanted, and you couldn't go to court for it. It was it was the purge. That was yeah. that was the Christmas, and of course, um, back when the Roman Empire converged to Christianity. You couldn't really stop the pagans from celebrating, you know, Halloween or Easter or Christmas, so they had to change it. They, they told the pagans, well, all right, you can still celebrate your holidays, but now you have to say they're Christian. So yep. Easter is not some fertility festival. No, you're, you're celebrating, you're not celebrating the return of the springtime. You're celebrating the return of the Lord. Yep. And, of course, Halloween was the Irish New Year. And, um, yeah, that, oh, like, yeah Constantine, like, totally usurped um, or expropriated um, the winter solstice celebration. I mean, Jesus wasn't born in the winter. I mean, no. he he was born in the summer. Well, if he existed at all. I mean, if he, that's... that's yeah, I mean, a... yeah, you know, Constantine, you know, converted to Christianity, I think, pretty much on his deathbed, but he, that was a way to sort of solidify his reign was to sort of back this up and coming religion and you know the way to kind of ease his pagan subjects into it was was to you know sort of just rename their holidays as christian holidays which worked and even then even then even then i thought the history of uh of christmas was interesting in europe because they still kept those pagan elements. So they had a lot of monsters associated with Christmas in Europe. And it was intended to scare children into obedience. So they actually had Santa Claus, you know, who, was the, who they called St. Nicholas or Sinterklaas. Yeah. And they had an evil Santa Claus, sort of his evil doppelganger called Krampus. And Krampus. at the end of, yeah. yeah, and in December he would punish the disobedient children. He would put them in a sack and whack at them. And they said, you know, if you better behave or Krampus will get you. And, of course, you know, I appreciate monsters. That's what I call, like, menstrual cramps. Krampus. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, it's very fitting. It same sensation. So I thought, so I thought that, that was very interesting, but um, I saw this show on History Channel, and to my surprise, it was actually accurate, but they said that uh, what we call the, the traditional Christmas is a recent invention and it's very American. It comes from the 19th century. It comes from the Industrial Revolution when there was all this new wealth. And the, the History Channel said it's not an accident that Santa Claus, as we imagine him today, looks like Andrew Carnegie. They think it's actually pretty deliberate. And they said that um, the modern Christmas comes from the poem by Clement Moore, A Visit from St. Nicholas, where Santa Claus has changed into this entirely benevolent figure. He breaks into your house, but you're not supposed to fear him. And people like Clement uh, Moore and these other Americans sanitize Christmas. They move, they move, they move, they remove all the pagan elements that were intended to scare children into obedience. So they removed Krampus and all those monsters. So I want to ask uh, Dr. Brooke, do you think that this is an example of the, of the contrast between the American sense of life and the European sense of life? Yeah. Now it's getting harder and harder for me asking that since Christmas is over. So yeah, I'd I want to ask 
about that. You know, though, I mean, I mean, I, I know Dr. Brooke, like, he's been to Europe much more recently than I have, but I, I thought it was interesting that every time I've been um, out of the country, people know even before I open my mouth that I'm American. And I don't, I don't think it has to do with my clothes or my makeup particularly. I think it's the way I walk and the way I look people in the eye. I, I think, and it's not just me, right? Like, you know, I, I would, they've, they've seen Americans before. They know they've got this particular walk and this particular way of looking people in the eye and being direct and self-confident um, so much so that it's, it's, it's perceptibly obvious that, you know, the, the sense of life between an American and, and a non-American. And so, I mean, I, I understand this concern about the American sense of life going away, but I think it is, it's still there and, and still there so much so that non-Americans can immediately pick out an American and like just by looking can see who's an American and who isn't. I mean, I think that's very powerful. Well, it's like, yeah, they're like, like they're kind of beat down over there or like, you know, I don't know. It's more like we're. Yeah, that was, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, they, they yeah, it, it's a little, it's, it's hard for me to describe because it, you know, it's, it's not something I, you know, I'm usually very, you know, I'm looking at the art or the architecture, you know what I mean? It's, it's not something that, like, immediately occurs to me. But, yeah, they they don't look people in the eye as much. They don't smile as much. They're, you know, they're... I think they find an American's passion for life and verve very unusual and very noteworthy. Yeah, it, that, and that really is too bad. I... I um... To not have a joie de vie. Is that a, that's a thing, right? Joie de vie. Is that the joy of life? Is that what a, am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it's funny. I was just thinking about this um, tangentially related. Um, I, you know, I spend a lot of time at Gracie school and it's amazing to me just how, you know, like she is fiercely, passionately alive much more so than her classmates and and maybe they're just more reserved but not necessarily less passion you know less passionate about life um it's just it's really seeing that a child especially your own is is so so wonderful i'm I'm so lucky it's weird though too. I mean, when they start talking, you can have conversations like grown-up conversations with them. That's a whole another dynamic, too. When you can see that they get it, but you know they still, you you know they don't get it like you do. But you can talk to them more, like person to person. Uh, that's a whole another thing, Meg. You're gonna love it. Uh, you know, because oh the yeah, way she's being yeah. To to be like. Yeah, you're never going to be your friend, but I mean, you're going to be able to talk to her more on the level, and it'll be really—you'll have some really cool conversations. I, I'm, you know, I'm envious of you on that end because you're going to have some great conversations with her. 
So, yeah, I think that'll be that'll be something you'll you'll really enjoy. I want to thank you guys for a great 2017. Uh, it's been awesome. Uh, Stuart, I'm glad you came on board. I hope that you like doing this, and I, I love having you on the show. And I like the three thing, the three sum we got going. I think it's a good dynamic, and I'm very happy. Yeah, and excited. Welcome, Stuart. It's it's really fun to talk to you. Oh, thank you. And you, you bring it, you bring an element, your class to join up a little. Uh, so thank you for that, right? Uh, and you know, having having that uh, extra added uh, value is 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 great. So. Oh, totally, Corey. You and I are total degenerates. <laughs> I, except that I, I sometimes feel like I can't speak for Meg, but I feel like I am sometimes. So. Uh, you know, it, but hey, it's we have fun, and the, the main goal is to just know that there are other people out there that we are not intellectuals like people like some of the higher ups. We're just regular people, but we want others to know that objectivism is 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 a real thing. Is is possible. It's possible to live your life for you, and hopefully we can at least get that across to people who may be unsure, um, and you know, hopefully people want to know more and read Ayn Rand and all this, and you know, just know that you're not alone, and um, this can be your your closet too, <laughs> if you want to get in. You can find us on Facebook in the Closet Objectivist on Facebook, Twitter. You can follow myself. Bomb underscore Corey, uh, Dr. Megan, Dr. Meg Ribbons, uh, sorry, PhD. And then Stuart has got a weird name, uh, Legrand, Legrand, something or other. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. Search around and you'll find us. And um, yeah, no, so I just want to say Happy New Year, guys. And uh, I love you guys. And I hope that you continue. Uh, I love all you guys. Uh, uh, everybody who listens to our show, appreciate everything. Um, it's it's great, and I hope to keep doing it for as long as I can. So uh, remember to thank. Little buddy, thank you for all your hard work on this show. I mean, you you r- really do carry it. I'm pretty much useless, and <laughs> no, okay. no, you no. still let me be a part of it. I'm so grateful. Well, I'm glad to have you aboard, Meg, and no, you're not useless, and, and I need you here. Uh, I wouldn't want to do it without you. Again, now, Stuart, I wouldn't want to do it without you either, so I'm glad we're all here. Mm-hmm. Remember to thank the innovators, the producers, the the, the, the rationally self-interested businessmen, uh, the people who make your lives better, all of our lives better, making a lot of money for themselves. So thank you to those people. Um, Remember to, uh, you, you know, your life belongs to you. And Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, mahalo. And go! <laughs> yeah, we can, we can do that. And Skull Vikings. Goodness, I'm better myself. And let's, let's get a win, Vikings. Let's wrap up the second seed. I know you guys aren't necessarily into this, but I'm going to say I hope to see the Vikings pick up the second seed, get a bye, and let's make the Super Bowl this year for once. So go Vikings. Buy on Romantic. Give it to your friends, buy on, your, buy on, your enemies, yes. your indifferent acquaintances. Buy on Romantics. Uh, put in a uh, review on uh, on uh, 
Amazon. A favorable review. review. A favorable, but yeah, it's got to be good. And then a five-star <laughs> review on iTunes for us. <clears throat> don't say anything bad about yep. us. If you're, if you're going to say something bad, don't say anything. And, uh, and then, yeah, so uh, enjoy the new year. We'll be back next Wednesday. Uh, that's going to be like the second or third. Uh, one, two, yeah, it'll be the third. We'll be back on the third. And until then, remember, again, your life belongs to you. Guys, have a great new year, okay? Stay safe. Cheers, buddy. All right, take care. Bye.